0: What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future passion. Explore paths to careers that will excite and motivate you. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu to find out how to connect to your future. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. The National Weather Service has issued a hazardous weather outlook for our area. A winter storm warning is in effect until 1 in the afternoon on Saturday, With heavy lake effect snow expected. Also expect a wintry mix of precipitation Monday into Tuesday. Check your local weather forecast for updates. You can listen to it here on WSJM.com. Also, be careful when you're driving. State lawmakers led by Representative Joey Andrews are preparing to reintroduce a bill shaping statewide short-term rental regulations. In an update to the Berrien County Board of Commissioners on Thursday, Midwest Strategies' Mike Crombean said it's legislation that's likely to be controversial and see a lengthy debate. It essentially would register the platforms, the Airbnbs, the VRBOs.
1: It would create a, uh, I believe it'll be a 6% excise tax on short-term rentals that would then fund a state registry of all of the short-term rentals in the state so that local units of governments could sort of see what's being rented and how many days
0: in their communities representative andrews confirms that's how the proposal is shaping up he says the current version would not tell cities and townships what they can or can't regulate or zone in regards to short-term rentals.
1: We wanted to approach this from the perspective of you know, what's good for our local governments and our municipalities, so ours really tries to enshrine local control uh, as much as possible.
0: Andrew says the problem he's seeking to address is making sure communities have a way to contain and take care of the infrastructure around short-term rentals.
1: More than anything, the short-term rentals put a burden on local government for regulation and public safety and infrastructure that they may uh, use of. And so what we're trying to do is help our communities, uh, you know, regulate these things and uh, enforce their regulations.
0: Andrews says expect the bill introduction in the next couple of weeks, and he's hopeful it can be approved by the legislature this year. Proposed climate disclosure rules from the Securities and Exchange Commission will drive up the costs to consumers and potentially put more family farms out of business. That's the testimony of Bill Schwartz, a farmer from Madawan, who was in Washington, D.C. this week at a hearing of the House Financial Services Oversight and Investigation Subcommittee. Congressman Bill Heisinga is the chairman of that committee and invited Schultz to testify about the cost of complying with the Security and Exchange Commission's proposed rule. If approved, the rule would require public companies to disclose greenhouse gas emissions and climate-related risks. Schwartz says... Part of that compliance means anyone in the company's supply chain would be required to collect and disclose that information, including family farms. Our industry's focus is on growing the food, fuel, and fiber that this country needs. And being subjected to regulations intended for Wall Street does not advance that work. Schultz Fruit Ridge Farms has been a family-owned and operated business for 70 years, The farm currently has fruits, vegetables, baked goods, meats, and hard ciders. Because it's a busy you-pick farm, they've also opened a restaurant. Schultz says if the rule goes through as written, they will likely have to pass on a lot of cost to consumers. Yeah, From a down-to-earth point of view, if you will, uh, compliance, everything has a cost. There's a cause and effect. And so there will be additional management, if you will, to this compliance. There are signals from the SEC that they might redraft the portion of the rule that would affect so-called Scope 3 parties, essentially those supply chain parties like Family Farms. The agency maintains the information is important for investors so they know whether what they're investing in is placing a positive or negative risk on climate. Michigan State Police recruiters will be in Benton Harbor next week looking for a few good trooper candidates. On Wednesday, MSP will be at the Michigan Works location in Benton Harbor talking with individuals interested in a career in law enforcement. MSP Lieutenant DuWayne Robinson says the visit is part of a new strategy to get more candidates through the door.
1: We understand that you know hiring uh, today is different from in the past, so we just have to change up our format, um, change up our strategies, and think of new ways of attracting applicants.
0: In Benton Harbor, the Michigan State Police is hosting the one-day hiring event at the Michigan Works location. Recruiters will be on site to assist with the application process for trooper and motor carrier officer positions, and the required civil service test will be administered. For more information, go to our website, wsjm.com. The 17th annual Lions Club Middle School Basketball Tournament that was planned for this weekend has been canceled due to the snow. Put on by the Lions Club of St. Joseph, WSJM's own Brett Witkowski organized the event for area middle school athletes to get some more on-the-court playing time while also raising money for a good cause. My
1: daughters played in the one that they had at SMC College 20 years ago, and that's when uh, girls' basketball was still in the fall, and volleyball was in a winner and so i'm like hey we can do this at lions club this would mm-hmm. be a great uh, event for us
0: if the event had happened all of the proceeds would have gone to camp leo over the previous 16 tournaments Woodkowski says the lions club of st joseph have collected between 50 and 60 thousand dollars for camp leo This year, they hope to collect another 3,000. Unfortunately, the game has been canceled and will not be rescheduled this year. Witkowski thanks everyone who worked so hard to make it possible and those who donated their time and resources. They plan to hold the event, the 17th annual tournament, next year. The PGA of America this week announcing they're inviting people to consider registering for PGA Job Match to be considered for a new cycle of positions that support the PGA's high-profile championships. Championships director Brandon Haney says it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get involved in a professional sports tournament. He adds the program helps support the local community, and it gets the word out about job opportunities that start months before an event and last for weeks after. It's not
1: only championship week. You know, when we come in and we get ready for a championship Our build and construction of all the temporary infrastructure that it takes to put on this major championship starts uh, about six weeks beforehand. So there are job opportunities that
0: really start the beginning of April. You can register now online. We have a link on our website, wsjm.com. Registration is open through February 15. The events they're advertising for right now include the KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship at Harbor Shores, the PGA Championship in Louisville, and the KPMG Women's PGA Championship in Sammamish, Washington in June. Job opportunities include part-time and full-time temporary work from the months of April to July. This week, we've been hearing from our state representatives. They're back in Lansing for session next Wednesday. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer is set to deliver her sixth State of the State Address. We asked State Representative Joey Andrews what he would like the governor to address.
1: Uh, I'm hoping to hear some focus on, um, you know, how we're going to go about growing Michigan. We had that whole Growing Michigan Council and this, you know, obvious focus on our population problem. And so I'm hoping that we uh, we hear from the governor on her plan going forward as far as that's concerned and, you know, what the prospect for economic development in our state's
0: going to be. The governor's speech is set for next Wednesday, January 24th, 7 p.m. Eastern. You can listen to it right here on wsjm.com. Former Representative Justin Amash is exploring a possible Senate run in the Republican primary in Michigan, saying a principled, consistent constitutional conservative is needed in the U.S. Senate. Amash said Thursday in a post on X, he has launched an exploratory committee as he considers a run for the Senate seat that's being vacated by the retiring Senator Debbie Stabenow. He said many people have urged him in recent weeks to run in the GOP primary, even though he is a registered libertarian. The Michigan Republican Party is in default on a half-million-dollar loan, and it apparently ignored a recent demand for immediate payment. That's according to a new court filing from Comerica Bank. Bank attorneys wrote to the court in Ingham County that the party has been in default for 120 days, and now they're seeking control of its former headquarters, for potential sale. It's not often the agency of a United States government admits they were wrong, and it's even more rare when they send you a check to clear up the error, but that's what happened for one military veteran in Buchanan. Berrien County Veteran Service Director Maureen Adams was at the Berrien County Commission meeting yesterday and said she and her team recently met a veteran who opened a claim for benefits with the VA. He waited and waited and waited some more, but was never able to receive any updates or a decision from the VA on his claim. Adams says her team followed up for the veteran, reached out to the VA, and found out that the claim was closed back in 2019 with no reasoning, no notice, and no payment. BCVS then reopened the claim for the veteran with his consent, and the VA approved it.
1: So he had been rated at a 10% rating. His rating went up to 100%. So the VA then took that 100% and paid him back retroactively to 2019 because it was their error in closing the claim. So the gentleman received, I believe it was $100,451 and some change.
0: This particular veteran served in the military during World War II, and last December he turned 101 years young. Governor Gretchen Whitmer is fired up about the Lions divisional game on Sunday. She says... The team's success is a real Michigan story.
1: I think it's also pretty emblematic of, of the Michigan that I, I think of when um, I think about our grit, our toughness, our focus, and our priorities. So I, I'm thrilled about the Lions, and I'm really excited about
0: Sunday. The governor is predicting the Lions to beat the Bucks Sunday at Ford Field. When asked if she'll be there, she said she might be. Are the Lions America's team? Michigan News Network asked the question Luke Sloan reports. Yes, they are. Over half the country is rooting for them to win it all. According to social media data compiled
1: by BetOnline, the Lions are the most popular choice in the nation to win the Super Bowl. BetOnline tracked hashtag use in all 50 states, looking at a total of 200,000 social media posts, and they found a whole lot of hashtag one pride. 27 states are rooting for the Lions to win a title. Finishing second to the Lions was the Niners, but they only got seven states, so Detroit is America's team by a long shot. I'm Luke Sloan for the Michigan News Network.
0: In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. A look at national news coming up. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Two sources tell ABC News that South Carolina Senator and former Republican presidential candidate Tim Scott is expected to endorse former President Donald Trump at a rally in New Hampshire, dealing a brutal blow to Nikki Haley just days before the primary. ABC's Zohan Shah is in Manchester with more.
1: Haley Camp released this statement. They said it is interesting that Trump's lining up with all the Washington insiders when he claimed he wanted to drain the swamp. But the fellas are going to do what the fellas are going to do. Look, Trump had reportedly been courting uh, Senator Scott, a congressman from South Carolina. This is a very huge blow to Haley, former governor of South Carolina.
0: A continued U.S. response to the attacks on commercial shipping in the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden in recent weeks. National Security Council official John Kirby saying today the Houthis have some offensive capability remaining.
1: This morning, U.S. forces conducted
0: three successful self defense strikes against Houthi targets in Yemen. This is the fourth preemptive action that the U.S. military has taken in the past week. A shocker in the publishing world and sports fans, everyone has been laid off at one of the nation's most respected sports publications. ABC's Dave Packer has this story. Employees at Sports Illustrated were told in an email Friday that their services would no longer be needed. The magazine, first published in 1954, was sold several times in the past decade, most recently to ABG, a company that made money licensing the brand while farming out publication of the magazine to yet another company. Three weeks ago, that other company, Arena, missed a multi-million dollar payment to ABG, which then terminated the licensing deal. It is possible that ABG could license the Sports Illustrated brand to another publisher. Dave Packer, ABC News. And finally, new action on student loans. The Biden administration announcing today that it has approved nearly $5 billion in additional debt relief. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre celebrated the announcement at her briefing this afternoon.
1: President Biden announced his administration is canceling debt for another 74,000 student borrowers across the country.
0: Included in this round are nearly 44,000 public servants who earned forgiveness after 10 years of public service and close to 30,000 who have been in a repayment plan for 20 years but never saw their debts forgiven. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.